Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Um, I'm here after taking a couple weeks off, an unexpected couple weeks off, but definitely a necessary one. Um, we just had a lot going on and I needed to take a step back and get settled in our new place. We had our, our cat almost died and we had an emergency with him and just so much going on. And I just needed to take some time for myself and my family. And I'm really glad I did because, um, you know, we're settled now and we've had just, you know, so much go on. And I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I've been able to really kind of hone in and focus on what I needed to for myself. And I'm really glad I did that. So um, we're coming back now. This is episode 18. And today we're talking about quitting with kindness. Um, and so often that narrative comes around where we're quitters or if we, you know, if we don't do something the way everyone else does, we quit. We just don't have any dedication. And there's there's two different mindsets when it comes to stuff like this. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm really excited to be back. I'm really excited to connect with you guys again. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real, authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life in business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. Okay, so this may be a generational thing, but I was raised with the understanding that once you commit to something, you have no right to go back on that commitment. And to do so would to like would equate to a failure in your character. And you have failed and you have failed other people. And while there can be some positive applications in life for obviously for perseverance and sticking out the hard stuff, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about quitting when things get hard. I'm talking about quitting when things are wrong. I think this mindset has created an entire generation of adults who serve their commitments over themselves to their own detriment. And that's what we're going to dive into today. Um, this mindset, I mean, you know, you think of it like you get, you're a kid, you get enrolled in a sport and you have to show up every day. And even if you hate it, you know, you're forced to show up. And I understand that we need to teach our children that we, you know, we need to follow through and we need to, um, stick, stick out the hard things and we can do hard things. But I think there's a different way of approaching that. There's a different way of teaching our children, what it means to come out the other end of a hard situation and feel proud of how you did that. I don't think denying everything that you feel is the way to do that. That's the mindset that kept me trapped in an abusive marriage when I was 19, stuck in numerous jobs that treated me horribly and overall contributed to my previous habit of putting everyone and everything before myself. That's how you wind up in your 30s completely starting your life over. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the, the previous industry I was in, I was good at it, but I didn't, I wasn't happy for a long, long time, but because that's what I did and that's what I've always done. And I, I was raised that you don't leave a job even if they abuse you or take advantage of you. You don't quit. You don't step back. You, you just tough it out and you stick with it. And all those short little things like 
you know, don't, don't, don't be a quitter. Just stick with it. They're, they're great to a point, but they're great when they're telling you to stick through something that's teaching you something or something hard that you really want. And when it gets hard, you still have to go for it. Like, yes, I understand that. I'm talking about this mindset that we're raised with that if we quit, we are less than. And to be less than is to fail us and to fail our families and to fail everyone's expectations. And there becomes this quitter's disease that comes in and refuses to let you explore other options. And it closes doors and it takes away opportunities and it leaves you stuck and trapped and in a smaller version of who you could be. So I'm going to kind of just dive into some of the ways that it shows up in life. And then we're going to talk about some ways that we can shift our mindset to not, not get stuck. Um, But I think like, as children, you know, I know for me, I was put in what was I put in, I think I was like five or six. And I was doing softball. And from the moment I started, I was bored. so bored and obviously like my parents made me stick it out for the season and they never made me go back which was great but I remember just sitting there and then the ball would come towards me and I would be drawing pictures in the sand not even paying attention not even trying and that's what I remember about softball but then then my parents put me in soccer and that I had this spark for and I loved it and I ended up playing for 13 years and even when that got really hard or it was you know, you had to train really hard, or I didn't make a team that I wanted, I still stuck with it. I still had that perseverance, but it was perseverance for something that I connected with that mattered. And what's funny is, you know, my kids played soccer for a few years, I even coached my daughter's team one year. And they don't love soccer the way I loved it. (laughs) They don't. And that's okay. Um, And other things like friendships as kids, like kids being forced to make friends with everybody in their class, or everybody, you know, I think from a young age, we're kind of taught to ignore, or at least we were, and I'm hoping to break this cycle. We were taught to kind of just be like, oh, well, you have to get along because you're family or you have to get along because you're in the same class. And it's like, no, you need to be kind to other people and you need to be respectful to other people. But you don't have to go out of your way to have a friendship with someone that you don't connect with. And I think we should teach our kids that it's okay to not connect with everybody. Um, even as adults, though, I mean, obviously, relationships are one of the major one right now where so many people stay in a relationship because they don't want to be the person that leaves. They don't want to be the one that quit, the one that didn't try, the one that didn't, you know, A, B and C. But it's like, you know, you sit here and, and you see all the red flags. And because we're taught to ignore our instincts and our intuition, and we're taught that Uh, commitment and dedication come over or come before you know your core values or something that feels wrong like oh just stick it out and that's how so many people get trapped in relationships that are bad for them whether they're mentally draining or they're not right or um, they're abusive because we're told that we need to tough it out or people staying miserably married because you were taught that divorce is not an option And in a lot of cases, that may be the case. And I'm not, I am one for, I have been divorced twice. So clearly I've gone down that path. But I knew, I knew for a fact within my heart that both of those marriages needed to end. One was abusive and one was because I wasn't able 
to be myself, be the person I am today because I'm gay. And I know now, you know, when I talk to Amanda, my partner, my fiance, I tell her, I'm like, you know what? If things get hard between us, like we're, I'm, I'm here for counseling. I'm here for, I'm here for the long haul. That's it. Um, but there's a difference between getting bored of yourselves or you stop communicating well. And that moment where you're like, this relationship is unsafe. This relationship is preventing me from being happy of, from being who I need to be, or I'm, I'm not respected, or I don't get to have boundaries. There's a lot of situations where people feel all of that, but stay because they got married. And I'm, I'm not here advocating against any religious beliefs or anything like that. I completely respect however you choose to believe. I just, I've known so many people that were trapped in marriages, actually trapped in marriages, when that's not what marriage is about. Marriage is about commitment and showing up for yourself and showing up for each other and the life that you choose to build together. Um, but even, even in family, not even marriages, in family, so many, I was raised to believe that family is family. Blood is thicker than water. And despite their behavior or whatever they do, because you are related, they have a right to be in your life or they have a requirement to be in your life. And that is just absolutely not true. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of situations get worse with family because they know they have that in the back of their minds. Like, oh, well, that's my sister. She can't stop talking to me or whatever. And that's just not the case. You don't get to quit family. That's not true. Um, and a lot of a lot of what I dealt with with this quitters mindset is in the workplace, being overworked, underpaid, putting up with harassment because you were taught to tough it out for the job. And if you were to quit, it would look bad on your resume and all of these things or getting stuck in a job that doesn't serve you simply because you haven't been there long enough to quit. How many people have heard that you have to stay at a job for at least a year before you can think about quitting because otherwise you will make yourself look bad? Why, why would we spend a year absolutely miserable knowing that this is not right for me simply because uh, someone else's perception of it? To be so mean to ourselves as a, as a method to want to be better. That just seems freaking backwards in my mind. What if, what if we shifted that and we're like, hey, you know, instead of uh, hating ourselves in order to love ourselves, because that's essentially what it is. What if we were to love ourselves enough to want to take better care of ourselves? What if we invested in, you know, knowing ourselves more, getting on a deeper level of why we want to feel better and went and dove into that instead of don't you dare quit? How you know, if you quit, then you will be ashamed of yourself forever. You'll always be upset with yourself you know, all of that, it just is like, it's so harsh and so unnecessary. And there's so many tactics that people use with this quitter's mindset, you know, shame, guilt, fear, you know, you go into quit a job that you know, for a fact is bad for you. And they say, well, good luck finding another job like this one, or no one's going to pay you as much as we pay you. And no one's going to give you the freedoms that we give you. Or in a relationship, if you're leaving a relationship, I mean, it's all the same thing. Shame, guilt, fear. 
Like you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you stay when, even though you're unhappy because their feelings matter more. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that we all deserve to take a look at how a quitter's mindset might have gotten us to somewhere we didn't want to be. So here are like five times when quitting is more important than perseverance because there's a difference between like sticking it out with perseverance and sticking with something that's toxic. So number one is when your boundaries are being disrespected. Like if you have set boundaries, say around your time with a job and they constantly demand you work overtime or outside of your agreed upon availability. Or you've set boundaries with your personal space and another person is aware of those boundaries. It chooses to violate them consistently. You know, if you go back to my episodes about setting boundaries, this is where a barricade might need to be. You may need to set a barricade with someone and be like, listen, you consistently disrespect my boundaries and now I have to put a barricade in and remove your availability to me. Or a child, child constantly complains that they hate a sport, hate a sport, hate a sport, and you continue to force them to play, teaching them that they don't get a say in what makes them happy. And another time when quitting is more important than perseverance is when it's taking a physical toll on your body. When you're being overworked and your body doesn't have the time to recover or the stress and anxiety from a situation are so toxic. And despite knowing and feeling that toxicity, you stay and tough it out because your fear of being viewed as a quitter is greater than your want to take care of yourself. Or say someone is crossing a personal boundary and touching you in an unwelcome manner, whether it's physical abuse, sexual harassment, um, someone refuses to stay out of your personal space. How, how many of you feel awkward saying, hey, please back up? Because I know I did for a long time. Hey, please don't touch me there. Because we were taught that. We were taught to make sure that we didn't offend other people first. And another time when quitting is way more important than your perseverance is when you're choosing to disappoint yourself over disappointing others. And this is something that, you know, I first read about with um, in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, where she had a conversation with her daughter and she was like, listen, if you have to choose between disappointing me as your mother or disappointing yourself, please disappoint me every single time, every single time, because you need to, you need to value yourself first. It's like being in an airplane. Like we just flew back from Chicago and every single time, you know, put your oxygen mask on first because you have to help yourself before you can be there to help other people. So situations like that where you're disappointing yourself over disappointing others is like when you don't quit a job that you hate because your parents would be upset or you don't quit a job that you hate because the team you work with or your boss would label you as a quitter or they would feel like you left them. That's the one that kept me in certain jobs for years that I hated. I wasn't making enough money. They weren't paying me for my time, but I was so afraid to leave this team because I felt like I was the only one that was there to help them. Or you continue to show up for things to make other people happy, whether that's going to a religious service to please your parents, despite the fact that you don't believe in that religion or showing up to, um, you know, a girl's night with a group of friends that you've from high school that you no longer connect with, but you would hate to say, Hey guys, this doesn't work for me anymore. 
It's choosing to make other people more comfortable than you're making yourself. Or kids continuing to do an activity that they hate to make their parents proud. Like, say your kid is in, is playing an instrument that you've decided that they should play when they would much rather be playing a sport. Like opening up that communication for your kids to tell you like, hey, I hate this. Or hey, I'm really interested in something else. If we shut off that communication, then we're teaching them that they don't get to do things for themselves. They need to do things to please me. But then what happens when they're an adult and it's no longer about me and then they're so fixated on the concept that it's not about making myself happy. It's about making everyone else happy or pursuing a career path because that's what your parents expect of you and ignoring what you really wanted to do. How many people have you heard on podcasts or shows or anything where they're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I became a doctor or a, a whatever because that's what my family expects of me or, you know, um, families that uh, continuously serve in the military, which I have huge respect for. Um, And there's a difference between wanting to follow in your family's footsteps and being told that that's your only option. I think there's, you know, I think there's something really beautiful in especially in service service families like, you know, the military or police or whatever, where, you know, they grow up seeing their family, their parents have an impact on the world and wanting to do the same. I think that's inspiring. But as long as it's a choice. Or when another time when it's okay to quit before, like over perseverance is um, when it conflicts with your core values. And I feel like in every episode I've put out, your core values is is really key and like hone in on the basis of everything because it's it's knowing yourself. Your core values are the list of things that are innate to who you are that you know for a fact matter to you, you know, and, and you get to decide what those are. Um, whether that be, you know, your religion that you practice, or, or your, your boundaries as part of your core values, or like, you know, honesty, and, um, you know, even something like I choose to travel as part of my therapy, like, Whatever it is, your core values are yours to decide. And when things start to conflict with them, whether it's like a company policy that violates your core values, but you're afraid to leave, or you're dating someone who does not respect them or openly disagrees with them um, in a way that's not respectful. So having different perspectives on, you know, maybe you have different faiths and that's a big deal for you. You want to be with someone within your faith. That's okay. Or having different perspectives on having children. If you say, I for sure want children, and this person you're looking to date doesn't, that's a core value that might conflict. And you get to say, I'm sorry, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't align with my core values. And that's an okay enough reason to say this isn't going to work. And like the fifth one I'm talking about when it comes to quitting is more important than perseverance is, is when you start to lose hope. When you notice that you no longer look forward to a future and you feel like, okay, I've run out of options. This is just what my life looks like. This is this is where I ended up. So this is what I have to do. Or you've given up on that life that you dreamed of because you need to stick with it. Or your children stop sharing with you how they feel about things because they weren't taken seriously when they did the first time. 
I know that was an experience I had when I was in my teenage years. I, you know, I came to my mother about having severe chronic pain and not being able to sleep. And, you know, we went to one doctor's appointment. They tested me for a few things. And and then they said, oh, you're fine. Just just stick it out. Take some Advil. And then everyone, and that was it. And that was all the time that was invested. So the only thing I learned from that is to, I just don't tell people when I'm in pain. And now here I am 20 years later, diagnosed with a chronic illness that had I known from a younger age, it probably would have been a lot easier most of my life. So you start to lose hope. You start to lose your ability to speak up. And that's when you get to to quit that situation. I mean, obviously, it's different. Children can't quit their families. <laughs> but we as parents can quit parenting in a manner where our children don't have a voice. Um, so there's just all these times where quitting takes over. I feel like it even takes over our ability to evaluate a situation because it's like having this this quitting mindset that we've been raised with limits us in what we believe we're allowed to do. It limits us in our abilities to make changes and decisions that go against the norm. It limits us in ways where we don't see the full picture because we've decided that our only options are A, B, or C because all those options would make everyone else happy. So how do we, how do we shift this? Honestly, this first came up because I had someone on Instagram had put out kind of like a poll saying like, hey, I hate my job. I am so unhappy. I leave work every day drained and miserable and I don't even need the money, but it's like a second job. And I just, I don't want to quit because I don't want to disappoint people. I've only been there so long, but I'm so unhappy. And then was asking people for advice. And I, I responded and I was like, listen, like, why, why are you giving them more than you're giving yourself? Why are you committed to them more than can you're committed to your happiness and your joy and, and what makes you happy? And why are you ignoring that voice that you've already said, you're unhappy, you're miserable, this doesn't feel right, but I can't possibly quit because I would disappoint A, B, and C. That's how this episode came to be. And so I just want to talk about how we can shift our quitter's mindset into like quitting with kindness. So it doesn't have to be some big, angry, dramatic scene in a movie where you're like telling everyone off and then you like throw a plate on the floor and you leave and you quit a job. But <laughs> there are a few things that you can do in your own mindset and some personal work so that you have the confidence to quit when something's not right. So one is make a list of your absolutes and keep it available. And some people, um, like they make this, they they say it's their, uh, what's the word, when they're making, like when they're picturing their perfect partner and the deal breakers. They make a list of deal breakers. And keep it available to you at all times, whether it's like in your notes on your phone or write it down, put it in your wallet. But refer to this list when this quitter's mindset comes up. And if the situation doesn't meet your absolutes, then you can give yourself permission to quit. So set an example, you get a new job and you let them know that you are absolutely not available to work on Sundays. It's a hard boundary. 
you know, you're not available for phone calls, emails. I don't, I don't work on Sundays. And they say, okay, I, I accept that requirement. And, and they offer you the job. And three months in, they start scheduling you on Sundays or putting a meeting on your calendar or calling you and expecting you to answer. So this violates your list of absolutes. So you can go to them and address the issue and say, hey, listen, I'm, I accepted this job with the understanding that Sundays are not available. You need to stand true to your values. And if they choose to go back on their word, they're choosing to disappoint you over disappointing themselves. So now you get a choice. You can give yourself permission to quit with kindness and just say, listen, these, these absolutes are so important to me living my best life. And, you know, I, I clearly communicated them in the beginning and they're just not being respected. So give yourself permission to quit with kindness because maybe that's not the right place for you to be. Wish them the best. You know, I'm sorry things didn't work out, but you need to respect yourself first. And the second is to know yourself, which a lot of this podcast is like, hey, let's get in touch with what we know about ourselves first so that all these other things, you can approach them better. So many of us don't know ourselves and, and I will forever continue to know ourselves, myself. It takes work and it take, and it's a constant because we're constantly changing and evolving into that next version of ourselves or going through a new situation or whatever it may be. So you have to constantly be doing the work of knowing yourself, of knowing what works for you and what doesn't, what, what boundaries you need to hold and, and diving into your intuition because everyone has that feeling, that feeling at the bottom of their stomach when something is wrong. We've all had it. You're like, this just doesn't feel right. We actually had this happen in Chicago. We were on the subway to go to the airport and we started smelling like electrical fire. And turns out the car behind us had screeched to a halt and started an electrical fire in the subway. And like a bunch of people didn't run out. It wasn't, wasn't like some big dramatic scene. But I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach. And I told Amanda, I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. So we immediately left and got a cab and that was that. But before five years ago, I never would have done that. I would have just sat there and been like, oh, well, I decided to take the subway. So now I got to take the subway, even though there's, you know, electrical fire happening. I'll just, I'll just wait it out and take the subway because I already committed to doing that. And how crazy is that? That you're sitting there going, this doesn't feel right, but I better stay in it. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel safe, but I better stay here because I already told someone else I was going to do it. It's baffling to me now on this side of things when you realize that you're allowed to stand up for yourself. And, that, and it happens when you've been raised to only follow instructions without question. And I, I mean, we have obviously, we have pretty strict rules in our house. I'm like, you know, if I, if I ask you to do something, it's I'm, I'm asking you for a reason. You're absolutely allowed to ask me what that reason is. I will explain to my children the reason. And we've had a rule in our house since they were very little, since they could talk. I'm like, listen, if mommy asked you to do something, I'm asking you for a reason. It's either to keep you safe or to teach you a lesson, or to get things done, I have a reason in my head. But if you ask me something, and I say no, and you come to me in a respectful manner and say, hey, I'd really like to talk about your decision to say no, and you give me a reason to say yes, I'll change my mind, because that's how it works. The more you learn, the more informed you are, and you can say, hey, I was wrong, or hey, I didn't need to say no to that, or hey, I get it. I mean, I really love the way you approached it. Yeah, go ahead and go do this. 
And so for me, I was raised to follow instructions without question. You do what you're told. You don't ask why. You just do it. But then you turn 18, you go out into the world and no one tells you what to do anymore. And you have to figure it all out on your own. Whereas if, if I were raised with the idea that I can ask questions or I can learn why something is happen, happening or why I'm being told to do something, then I can understand conceptually why these decisions are made. And then as you become an adult, you understand that you have the freedom to ask questions. You have the freedom to say, that doesn't work for me, or I think this is wrong because of A, B, and C. And you trust yourself. You trust yourself more because you are allowed to. You know that you're allowed to. So for example, say you start dating someone new. I actually saw, I saw this meme on Instagram and it's like, why don't we start listening to the first red flag and not wait for the 10th one? And it's so true. I mean, say you're dating someone new and everything about them seems right on paper and they check off all the things on your box and, but you have this sinking feeling that something's just off. Okay, so, so leave. If it's off, you get to leave. You're allowed to leave. You don't owe them anything. You can just say, hey, I'm sorry, this just doesn't feel right. And I didn't know I was allowed to say that for a long time. I thought I had to give them a chance and let them prove to me, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And it's just crap because you end up wasting your time. And every time you invest in something that you know deep down is not right for you, you're giving up the opportunity of what could go in its place. You're taking away opportunities from yourself. Every time you invest in something that is not right for you, whether you give someone your time, your energy, your attention, your emotion, your love, if you're giving it to something that you know is not right for you, then you are taking it away from something that could be better. And we all deserve to invest in the highest version of ourselves and the happiest version of ourselves. And that means putting yourself first. And the last thing you can do is just get clear on your goals. Like make a vision board of the life you want to have, whether it's work, whether it's travel, whether it's your family, whether it's personal accomplishments, if you want to write a book, if you, whatever it is, make a vision board, do it on Pinterest or save an album of photos in your phone or put it on a physical board and look at it every day. Sometimes the next right step that you need to take also looks like a pause. So every time you look at that vision board, be like, okay, today I can just take the next right step. That's from Glennon Doyle as well. Just do the next right thing. When you get stressed out, when you get anxious, when you feel overwhelmed, or when you feel like you're not living to your true potential, just do the next right thing that would get you a little bit closer to that goal. And like I said, sometimes the next right thing is a pause. Sometimes it's a reflection, a prayer. Sometimes it's releasing control or just being open to opportunity. Sometimes the next right thing is to not take a step, is to sit in what you're feeling for a minute. The only thing that is not right for the next right thing is living for someone else and ignoring yourself. That's where it all just falls apart. Because all of a sudden, then other people become more important than you. And you start to lose yourself little bit by little bit by little bit. And that's where this podcast came out of is I lost myself over and over and over and over again for years, years, over a decade. And you get to that point where you're like, I feel like I've made everyone else better. 
and there's so little left of me. So instead of living my whole life for other people, ignoring my intuition, um, refusing to quit things that are bad for me, I chose to wake up and quit with kindness. I chose to say, quitting this is the kindest thing I can do for myself and that other situation. Because no job benefits from an employee that hates being there. You know what I mean? No relationship benefits when one person hates being trapped in that relationship. You're not benefiting anybody. You're just disappointing yourself. And so it's ironic that this episode comes after me taking four weeks off. Because it was very easy for me to sit there and be like, oh, I don't have to keep going. Like, no one's going to keep me in check. I could quit this. But the truth is, when I looked back on it, this is part of something that fills me up. And this is part of what makes me happy. And this is my next best thing on my list of goals for the next version of myself that I'm working towards. And so here I am back. I'm not quitting. You know, I, I chose to quit with kindness all the things that didn't serve me. Working in the food and beverage industry, despite how much money I could make. You know, relationships that weren't serving me, whether it's family or friends. I chose to quit all those with kindness. Not with rage, not with anger. I chose to say, this is not the best for me. And I'm, I'm, releasing, I'm releasing that for my life. I'm quitting that thing. You know, and I wish that thing the best, knowing that it's not for me and that it can go exist for someone else. So that's just kind of where I'm at, you guys. I'm I'm really happy to be back. Um, I hope that these words, you know, create a value for you and that if you're in that mindset where you're like, oh, I'm afraid to listen to my intuition or I really feel like something's not right, but I I, I don't have any other options. There's always... There's always an option. There's always a pivot. You know, you just have to, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself and you have every right to quit. Just do it with kindness. So if you love this episode, obviously we would always appreciate you screen share or like screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag us at owning your authenticity. You can visit the website, send me messages and, um, Yeah, I really look forward to continuing with the podcast and I will see you guys next week.